does not want to leave. Oh man, oh, I told you about this, right? How we found a cat yesterday. Did I tell you about that, Dustin? Uh, yeah, you did. But I actually saw it. Maggie's post too. <laughs> yeah, it was just outside. Like I went to get the mail and it's just meowing at me. I'm like, uh, Maggie, I don't know what to do right now. Because this cat is obviously domesticated. <laughs> like it was very friendly. Cat. I feel bad for that cat. I guess the owner came out eventually and was like, uh, sorry, I fell asleep, took a nap. So he was home when we were knocking. Oh, no. He like He's like, I was wondering why my other cat was freaking out so much. And he was, he see, Maggie said he seemed pretty embarrassed. So Is it a little one or like a, just a normal cat? It's hard to judge because my cats are fucking huge. So I don't know <laughs> the scales, really. I guess it was a small yeah. cat. It wasn't a kitten, but it was just a small cat. Uh, before 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 we get started here just one or two more technical things how do i is it possible to hear me a little bit because i can't like i can't hear me either oh you can't then that's fine don't worry and i don't think that there is a way through discord maybe there is i no 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 no. don't even worry about it we're good don't even sweat brah do you do you need to hear yourself talk well, act, it's just kind of weird to hear you so clearly, and then my I'm muddled because I've got these big headphones. That's all, but no, I'm fine. Uh, we can we can get going. Here. It sounds uh, it sounds like like I, I know the feeling though. It makes you feel like your mic is muted. Well, and my melodious voice you know, sort of drifts me into my best Overwatch analysis mode. Mm-hmm. That's why I listen to former episodes of podcast gibraltar to fall asleep every night oh nice doesn't everyone else do that that's weird (laughs) that's really weird that you do that all right i'm gonna i'm gonna kick us off Uh. (laughs) oh you know who it is (laughs) not once has a rapper said that and i'm like i know who this is it never is i never i'm gonna start this like yeah we're still here baby Uh -uh. yeah All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to Podcast Gibraltar. We're back uh, after a long hiatus. We're back. Uh, we finally decided to reboot Podcast Gibraltar, give you all the latest Overwatch League and just Overwatch news in general, let you know what's going on. Uh, if you're hearing my voice, then you know I am Jason Wessling. I will be our Willy Wonka through this guided boat tour of death, I guess. Anyway, um, I'm also joined by two other people who are very big Overwatch fans. I'll introduce them. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go with Bowen. Bowen, you're sitting right next to me. I'm Bowen, 6'10". I'm a hack, backseat coach, big OWL fan, uh, PC player, monkey, diamond, uh, not to brag, but uh, I'm ready to uh, you know, sling some Overwatch facts. You know, you can't just say not to brag and then like immediately brag. <laughs> like that doesn't give you a pass. It's, it's also like a. I don't it definitely think... does. <laughs> uh, it's a humble brag. It's a humble brag. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard the other voice there. That's uh, Dustin Hain. Dustin, say hi. Hi, I'm Dustin. I'm big Overwatch fan. It basically runs my life. I'm. Ba- we'll just call myself a tank main for now. Play all sorts of tanks. Yeah, um, Dustin's I a member of. Two uh, on that global leaderboard. Pick them. Oh yeah, on the 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 uh, high noon website, they have the you can pick all the teams, and you're n- number two. You were number one for a long time too. No, I am number one on the podcast side, on the high noon podcast side, but I am number two on the global pick them. Holy shit! That's dude. shooting wild. for that number one. Wild! Congrats, man! Wow, you are. Uh, head over head above the rest of us with like skills, I guess. Bunch of, bunch of scrubs over here on our end. I don't even know the and game. Just <laughs> take a little bit of luck in the same time, but it does take knowledge. So humble. Gotta stay humble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Bowen. 
if uh, you guys have ever tuned in before, I've talked about the Cheeky Blinders, the little group we play with. Me and Dustin are in that. Uh, Bowen was kind of... Aluminum rank all the way. Yeah, Ooh, aluminum rank. Mad <laughs> aluminum, baby. Bowen, you played with us a little bit more, but you are more of the PC guy. Well, yeah, I played with you on uh, Will's account and have forever ruined his account because of that. It's great. That I, I think of him every time... I, I think about Overwatch because I know he logs in and he sees the the high SR and I know he'll never ever beat that ever <laughs> again. Uh, I, I enjoyed play with y'all, but but yeah, no, I do PC now. Um, slowly making the climb. Slowly making. It. I, I've just just every opportunity I get. Uh, but 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 yeah, I do PC now. Um, I, I frankly, the only reason I did is because I was tired of sharing the PlayStation 4 and I wanted to mm. keep playing Overwatch. And then Will rightfully wanted to play his own game. So I had to get So you had to system. get your own version of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I hope I'm not messing everything up because this thing keeps falling. No, you're fine. We, we have a new recording setup, everybody. So there might be some technical difficulties. I'll tell you if a car, it's also really hot. So we have the window open. So I'll tell you if a car drives by, it'll, we'll deal with it I'm then. Literally a hot mess right now. But, uh, the ambulance too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's where we're coming from. Uh, Dustin, you've been playing for a while. You're you're kind of you're big on the Overwatch League too. Uh, I've been yeah. playing with you for a while on console. I also now have a PC account, so I have two accounts. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, I also wanted to touch on Bowen. You're the only one of us who's actually been to an Overwatch League event. That's awesome. That is true. I- I've enjoyed it. I guess I can do a, a quick plug for the Overwatch. I was going to say, what is that like? It's a it's great actually. Um, <clears throat> it, it's 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 worth a trip. It's great to sit next to people that are cheering the experience on like a football game. It really puts the the sport in esports. Um, I'm also, every time I go, and I guess I say every time, I've only been like twice here. Uh, but every time I go, I'm, I'm struck by how, this is going to sound loaded, how normal everyone is. <laughs> There's a lot of... <laughs> what do you mean by normal, well, Bowen? Well, I mean, I like, mean, it is a bunch of nerds coming together. <laughs> That's yes, okay. but, but, but everyone's showered. And everyone <laughs> is like, well, there's, there's really like mainstream folks. It's a collection of, I mean, yeah, mostly kind of undergrad level, like um, age kids. But uh, Did you say 25 to 30. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of folks in that it, that demo, but they come from a lot of different walks of life. And, and it just every, the spirit of the place is very positive. Um, it's also very odd and you know it's a it's a stream it's not like they're um nba commentators or anything but it is odd to be like walking out of the bathroom and walking into the overwatch league and realize that the woman you're walking in behind is so or that you know sideshow like you bump him on the way back from the (laughs) concession stand or whatever all the uh commentators and personalities are very just out and about in the open you can come and talk to them they're very friendly that's uh, awesome yeah it's a really it's really cool i imagine them having like a stage persona and then like they all get off and they all just have like cockney british accents like it's all like, like that's what i picture behind the scenes of like a production like this being but i know it's yeah. nothing like that what i will say and i think um the 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 coolest part about the overwatch like live experience to me is well actually so second best because the cheering and like people getting really into crazy headshots and everything is very adrenaline pumping um but the sound system and the whole setup that they have is kind of reminiscent of a um oh what's the word it's what what do you banana peel um say what max 
Yeah. Oh, that that word that's actually related to the conversation. Gotcha. Like sort of a, a, a extra wide um, movie screen. What do they call those? The crazy ones that are like I, all I think, the way around. I think IMAX. Yeah, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah. The, the, the roundabout ones. I you know IMAX is the word. Yeah. So so it's like an IMAX thing, and that the the I remember the first match I went to. I don't even remember the, who was playing, but the the teams walk out, and you see. That their footsteps seem really heavy, and you know, at the beginning of a match, especially back when it was a minute before each game started, instead of the forty-five second timer we have now, the teams would like mill about. They would destroy the um, little panels, and I, the the camera was on the mercy, and mercy pulled out her little pistol, and I was like, oh, that, uh, oh, what is he gonna do with that? And you hear. <laughs> <laughs> like the mercy, the base is so jacked up. Like the rocket launchers feel very, very powerful. The monkey jumps feel very heavy. All the, I'm like rambling now. This will take forever if I take this long to answer any question. Point being, go to <laughs> the other voice again. Like yeah, it was. It I was a really good go. time. Yeah. the the whole first uh, The whole first half of the show is going to be Overwatch League anyway, so you have t- tons of times to ramble. Sure. Um, maybe we should move into that. Do you guys want to get the show started? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let Bander complete. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's go in. Uh, let's talk about the Overwatch League first. Uh, it's been a long time since we did the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to let the ear viewer know, we're going into the Stage 3 playoffs right now. None of us have seen it, even though by the time this airs, I believe the first round might be done mm-hmm. or so. And no, uh, it starts at 8 o'clock tonight, so it'll be a little late. Yeah, well, like, so so at this point in time, we have no idea how it's going to shake out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll cover that in a second. But that's where we are in the timeline. How do you guys feel about Stage 3 so far? Or, sorry, Season 2 so far? Uh, we haven't covered it at all on the show. So, like, who are the best teams right now, you think? Who's kind of your surprises and uh, all that stuff? I'll uh, defer to Dustin first on this one since I just rambled for, like, 80 minutes. <laughs> I'll be honest. The second season has been very interesting. When you add in like 10 new teams it makes it very diverse mm. oh yeah i'm i mean people complain about the goats meta i'm a big proponent of the goats meta being a tank player i love watching it i do understand it a little bit better but i do miss dive at the same time dive was a lot of fun yeah yeah i do miss being able to be a, a hero that's like cool how are we all gonna jump in at once and be really fast instead of moving super meticulously <laughs> Much more coordinated. I mean, although they do say Goats takes more coordination than Dive does. Well, I mean, I, both I, about the same. I, I could kind of see that. But, uh, but as far as viewership goes, uh, you haven't been really bothered by the Goats meta that much. You've been still diving in and watching all stage two or mm-hmm. season two. So, I do feel like we do need to change up. We do need to switch it up. Although stage three has been very interesting. We do add in a little more Farah. You add in some Sombra. You see some Junkrat Arisa sometimes. I mean... It's a little bit more diverse. It's here in stage three, but I think it wouldn't have been as much of a problem if maybe because goats has been around for a while now. Maybe if this change came a little bit earlier, maybe people wouldn't have complained as much, but it does seem like it did kind of drag on for a while. Like now we're finally seeing a change, but I don't even know if it's going to be completely changed by the end of the season. I think people need to get away from that aspect. There's always going to be a meta that meta may not change when you want it to change, but it'll change eventually. Mm -hmm. So enjoy it while it's there grasp it it'll go away eventually firmly grasp it (laughs) firmly grasp the goat i want to i want to um comment before we like dive in and pick apart the owl league i also wanted to comment on a couple of things i thought i did really well this year um because on the whole i think we've seen a pretty i think an extremely successful expansion of a league that's very much still in its infancy 
We've got an increasingly large number of people from around the world that now have an Overwatch team with their hometown name on it. Uh, they're more likely to tune in as a result. We've also had uh, a successful foray, and I think we'll talk about it a little bit later, into home and away games. That Texas game in particular, that was incredible. I thought it was really well done. When Dallas and Houston went up together, that that might have been one of the best homestand games, just right. because there was like a rivalry actually there and everything. Well, in there, like... 40 miles apart. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. It made it, it, made it so much better. 40 miles apart, but you know. Right. It's a home game. It counts as a home game for both of us. Oh, for surely. sure. Uh, but, but in addition to that, I think the leagues made a lot of really great strides from the casual viewer's perspective. Like, irrespective of the fact that GOATS does remain a bit of a mess with particle effects and everything else, the camera... It, it is all over the place. It is it's all over sprinkle. the place. It, it, for sure. But it, it, even in spite of that, the camera crew from season one has clearly taken the criticisms to heart and i think the game again goats aside is a way more watchable experience than it was certainly at sort of those halcyon days uh, at the beginning of season one where it was all just jittery first person perspectives and you didn't have any idea of what's going on the commentators have helped that along too I'm, we'll talk about that later but um i feel like with the with the with the triple dps that's come in though mm-hmm. it's kind of gotten a little more hectic mm-hmm. i think them having to adjust to it was more of a you know, like, oh, no, we're not in GOATS anymore. They're not grouped up, so we're not going to catch everything. Sure. Well, and see, yeah, because now they have to switch to more of a first-person point of view where I kind of see where you're coming. When it when at the beginning of the season, I noticed that right away, we're getting a lot more over-the-top shots, a lot of group shots where I'm just watching the whole team instead of just from one person's point of view. And I think that that is such an easier viewing experience. Right, that's kind of the main thing I was talking about, just like broadly how the camera crew has been handling overwatch in all you know different maps and different metas season two has been yeah i think a re- i think a really great job i don't think they get enough credit and uh well i guess maybe we could talk about this a little bit later too but the uh presentation's gotten a little bit better too i yeah. feel like the uh, entrances have gotten a little bit uh less awkward i i still want them to watch some yeah, wwe stuff is- and like like burst down a door and stuff the entrances are definitely going to get better too mm. as you move to your home field mm. like, you noticed it with atlanta this last weekend they did their own little presentation before they brought out their team it was like a phoenix rising from the ashes or Dope. something like that and like their own music it wasn't just the straight owl music that you hear when they were introduced in la you know oh, so yeah. i think you're going to get more diversity when you move to a different arena it's your own arena with your own fans. Dude, that'll be cool if you get some stuff like college football. Some teams have like specific entrances that they do. Like Clemson, they rub the rock or whatever. Have some uh, some specific hometown thing. Oh, that'll be really cool. Well, doesn't the is it the Soul Dynasty? Doesn't one of the Overwatch League teams have like they commissioned their own song, like their own intro song? Am I the Gladiators? Dynasty, the Dynasty, the Gladiators, and I think the Hongjo spark oh yeah. my god you could get a playlist going here that valiant okay. added a different song this year too hmm. some of them are good some of them i think are a little sure, over sure, the sure, top sure, and sure. a bit much like the gladiators <laughs> one is just gladiator gladiator and i'm like okay who wrote these lyrics <laughs> jeff jeff kaplan <laughs> did you write these uh but yeah no as far as the overall camera everything's gotten better uh they definitely do the over the top a little bit more especially when you just see the character icons moving around that helps uh, immensely uh, instead of a first person from a tracer who's blinking around all the time. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Uh, what do you guys think about the actual teams then? So, now that we've sure. covered, like, the production side of it and, like, just how it feels a little bit different with goats and everything, who's the best team right now? 
I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll take this one. So, the Titans. <laughs> right. Far and above. Yes, and, and, and they're the most competitive team. And <clears throat> competitive team, technically, how the game is played currently. However, as we know, it's about it's highly likely that uh, going to stage four, we're going to have this upcoming two 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 switch. I believe that's a sure thing now, or is it? I haven't not? said anything yet, so it's what? not for sure. So in case anybody but doesn't you know, know, Overwatch they like to take their time. I mean, that super cryptic uh, <laughs> so released it, today by Jeff Kaplan definitely perked my ears. It, well, well, we're going to get to that. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so in case anybody doesn't know, though, I'll fill you in. Fissure retired from Overwatch. Unbelievable. League. Yeah, that what guy, an absolute waste. Yeah, I don't know what that guy's deal is. He he didn't seem to care for a year. Oh, I no. I don't think it was him. I just don't think he could find the right team that would play to his play style because he's an aggressive tank. He needs to be on an aggressive team. He needs to be on a team like how Vancouver treats Bumper because that's how Bumper is. I think Bumper's that's exactly super... right. Yeah, totally. And, and and the the meta itself doesn't lend itself to aggro tanks very easily either. So not only does your team, you need to like support them like, uh, like Vancouver supports uh, Bumper, but they have to be on it and as a matter of fact they kind of need to be better than their aggro tank that's going so hard because goats itself it's so easy to step out of line to fall out of sync and to have an aggro tank just turn into a feeder and that seems to be what's happened with um fissure it's kind of a shame if we do go to the 222 because you know winston's coming back i thought the to same see fissure play the yeah. winston again oh that would have been dope that would have been fun he's gonna be sitting at that home with just fun. a glass of scotch just swirling it watching the league just like that could have been me he really could have i mean he would have been oh man it's, it's such a waste i, but I hate that anyway fissure like, he's also the korean version of defran so mm, we were actually talking earlier. I mean, yes, I, I see what you mean by the different comparison. He's big, like the Korean, like as far as Korean Twitch viewership goes, mm-hmm. he is like the different of the Korean viewership. Oh, so he'll be fine. But we, we were kind of watch him. Sure. Sure. In terms of just like ID, we were talking a little bit earlier about how he reminds us of Fraggy a little bit as well. Not in terms of how big a personality is, but in that just like, pure aggressive tank play i wonder if this fraggy switch this trade is in anticipation of a meta that is more favorable to hyper aggro tanks well i want to i want to put a pin in that sure i'm sorry i keep jumping ahead no 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 no, we're good uh but i want to finish the thing about uh just in case anybody doesn't know fissure retired and then on his way out tweeted a thing that leaked that the 222 meta now we haven't heard anything from overwatch league specifying this and it is getting kind of close but yeah. maybe they've also kind of been like I think well, we'll they probably know. hear it on monday it'll maybe. probably be like monday okay yeah we're going two 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 this next stage <laughs> and i want to we're, we're going to dive into that a little bit later but uh so so with this goats meta that we're stuck with until stage four i guess uh you got vancouver on top yeah. and then who's below them you got new york and then shock or did hong joe overtake the san francisco shock Spark is a fourteen seven. Shock is sixteen five. So they've uh, they yeah, are yeah. so um, it is shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like the stage has been kind of, or the season has been kind of the same throughout the whole thing. You've had your main at the top. the uh, The middle pack has been really jumbled, and it feels like we've had a lot of teams like Dallas who spring up and are really good for a while, and then now you check their record and they're like, oh, well, you're back towards uh, middle, if not. Uh, lower middle. I'm not going to take the Dallas bait on that one because I'll, I'll I'll end up in that pit. <laughs> well, I mean, and then you've had the opposite too, where you've had uh, the Spark. You know, they were supposed to be really good. They were not. 
and now they're back again. It's been a very that that middle pack has been very up and down and super mm. entertaining to watch so far. So uh, I feel like there's a lot more teams. Dustin, you touched on how more teams makes it more interesting. Man, there's it there's, very much does. Yeah, and you, you got, get more personalities now. You add in Chengdu. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the darlings of the league this year. I got so much to say about Chengdu. I'm I'm a super fan. Ugh. Well. <laughs> Well, now's your now's your time. What what do you what do you want to focus on Chengdu about the hunters? By the way, real quick, me and Dustin talked about this. There should be if you get the Chengdu wrecking ball, it should be a little panda. <laughs> it definitely should. Instead of a hamster, a panda. It should be a little panda. So we're putting it out there right now. So so I was thinking about Chengdu in the context of the question that you posed when you sent out this Google Doc about what we're going to be talking about <clears throat> about who was the best team in the league and mainly because I like Chengdu so much, I'm going to very selectively take that term best and apply stuff beyond the win-loss record. I think Chengdu deserves a medal for being such a huge driver of change in this league. As I was reviewing VODs for this recording, whenever I saw a set play or a comp that was weird, and I didn't watch nearly as much season three as I wanted to. So the past few days I've been like binging VODs. Uh, whenever they would run a, like a weird comp, like a Ash on defense of Hollywood, for instance, the announcers would always say something like, you see here, of course, the Valiant opting for the Ash defense that Chengdu premiered last week. I mean, lately, Chengdu has started peppering in like some classic goats, but almost every cool set play adjustment introduced into this league has been led by them or at least inspired that by them. And that goes... It's it's not just the it's the the Hammond DPS spread. I think it's everything. Um, I'll take it a step further and actually say that Shanghai is another one that you could put towards making changes. Sure, because they started running the somber really early, mm-hmm. and then they threw in the, the. You know, you saw them throw in the Farah. You saw them throw in some of the the weird looking bunker comps at the beginning of in the middle of stage two. Shanghai was another one that you could say you could put towards that area. And there are other, I mean, uh, 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 the charge as well, I think, especially lately have done a pretty good job of it. Ever since they added Nero. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, again, just to focus on Chengdu, Elsa is solid. Ameng bodies his opponents on a regular basis. I think best ball, man. Best ball. I think we all remember that uh, Vancouver match from stage two where bumper like was referring to himself as the best tank after getting just, incinerated by Amang's like tank. Oh man, it's just um it's just crazy. It's fun to see him switch to Reinhardt in this stage too. And he's great at just that. Him go, <laughs> yeah, he's he went <laughs> Is there anything this man can't do? I just want to close we'll say though. Go ahead, go ahead. I wonder what happens when it goes to 222 with them. I'm very curious. I wonder curious if they struggle. Well. Yeah, like almost. I wonder if they struggle. They they lack that unique um Chengdu's benefited from the fact that it's very hard to practice for Chengdu. Basically, almost impossible to practice until Chengdu. I mean, stage now when you move to two, 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 you're going to move to maybe three or four viable comps. Exactly. Eh, yeah, 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 maybe. Well, maybe. if if I'm their head coach, what I'm doing is I'm looking at them and saying, "Hey, guys, we adapted earlier when it was just goats. We can do this too. Let's figure out a way to make God. I don't know, Sim." Sim and Torb, that's our two mains. We're always running Sim and Torb, and we're going to make it work every time and teleport that, 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 that turret way up top somewhere. Like They'll figure it out. These guys, if I were their head coach, I'd be like, we're the team that adapts. I'll get away from Chengdu here. I just want to close. I don't know if it's the reintroduction of DPS into the stale meta or just that, that good old Chengdu magic. 
But when we talk about floors and ceilings a lot in the Overwatch League, Chengdu's like an an open air gazebo right now. I have no <laughs> idea. They 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 are surprising when they lose. They are surprising when they win. Um, and for especially like a good chunk of season three, stage three and season stage two, they're why I tuned in. Like I just got I have to know what Chengdu's going to do this week. So mm. in terms of like good for the league, I would put them pretty high up there. Yeah. I'll, I'll shut up now. Big, <laughs> no, no, dude, you're fan. good. Uh, Dustin, was there any other teams kind of like that that you wanted to touch on? Um, not really. You hit, we hit the big ones like the Chengdu. Uh, there was one team that I do want to talk about a little bit. Mm. You talk about the Justice, man. Oh, buddy. Ooh. So let's go to the yeah. It's let's go to the struggle. opposite end right now. Yeah, let's. Talk We're gonna about go to it. the worst teams. Okay. Here. I'm gonna put Giannis, Giannis mm. in the same position as Fisher him i think that team does so much better mm. i think they need to pick up the pace yeah what? a little bit i think they would be better they play so passive sometimes they're like it might be it might be arc too because that is arc's play style he plays very very passive he doesn't die he has the lowest like death per 10 in the league so it might just be you know him being the talker on the team him being the one that can communicate korean to english that might be a symptom of what they're doing. What would happen if they did pick up the pace, if they did make it faster, if they did, like, when Gian- when Giannis jumps in, maybe everybody else jumps in. Just go for it. You know what I mean? See what happens. Mm-hmm. So so that's where they are now. Why are they so bad? Like, it feels like they dug themselves a big hole at the beginning of the season, and now they're switched. They're getting more more players, and they're looking a little better. They're playing a little more competitive. Why were they're they so healed. bad? Their heels were bad. Yeah. Their healing yep. core was bad. I agree. Okay. Not so, good. And now that you pick up Ark and now you have Sleepy, and Sleepy went off the in the Atlanta home state. Mm-hmm. He looked good. I okay. think he's an he's a helpful addition along with Ark. But Ark's playstyle, it's different. I think there's also an aspect of um especially getting out of um stage two, going into stage three. Uh, a Shanghai effect is at work when you've been down in that pit for so long. It there's a real, I mean, the mental games, the mental fortitude, the the like keeping positive, m- correcting mistakes, not giving up halfway through the match, even when you don't think you're doing it. I think there's a, I don't even know how to describe it. Just a, a psychological effect that's taking hold. It's, once it's like a damper. Yeah, that's exactly it's right. It's, it's a, a dampener. A big blanket over the whole thing that makes it like, it's almost like a depression. Like they're just trying to pull themselves out of this hole and no one is going to let them. So it just becomes a, you're, you're grabbing at rope even as. Can falling. we give yeah. Washington and Florida both credit for at least trying to make changes? I think that's huge. Like, yeah. Yep. Last Florida. year you saw Shanghai. They brought one person in yeah. maybe. I think yeah. it was Gaguri at the time. Yeah. And they may have. They, they may have added. I think they made the auto changes and the Dia changes as well. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't make there. like yeah. big changes. It was small changes. Like it, they seem to like start to look forward towards the future. Corey, who might be the best widow in the league. Mm. Corey's really good. He on is that. very. I watched a little bit of him yesterday. I, he is. He's dynamite. So yeah, it's a good thing that they're at least trying. It makes it more interesting. You don't have this sad sack of a team that you kind of think behind behind the scenes. It's gonna like be like a thing like from the movie Major League, where oh they're trying to sell this team, right? That's mm. why they're tanking it so bad. 
you can see them actually try because what what's the deal with florida didn't they decide to go like completely korean roster or something like yeah, that they went completely korean <clears throat> they, they added a bunch of people from wgs armament armament i think is what yeah, they added a bunch from WGS Armament, and they took the whole team from there. It's not necessarily the biggest like signings. They didn't add anyone from like Element Mystic, who would have won the Korean Contenders mm-hmm. this last season. Yeah, I think they added a, one person from O2 Blast, maybe. I don't remember who it all was, but they're at least trying. And it may be like maybe bare hands. Give me time. Mm-hmm. Give this roster a little bit of time. Next year will be a totally different team. Oh, uh, and I, also another change. He did it with too. LA. He did it with LA. That's true. Another, another change, too. Keep those cool uh, Miami Vice jerseys. Those, I, I love the McDonald's uniforms. Oh, those are the best. They're tight. Yeah. They were Don't s- make those the alternate. Make the originals the alternate. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I have a fondness for the Ronald McDonald look. My, um, my, <laughs> I'm, a monkey, I'm a monkey mane as well. And my, um, my name on my mane is Guy Fieri69. Uh, and I play Winston with the Florida Mayhem skin and just um, I spam how embarrassing when I jump on people. It's really, I really it's a look that I've developed and I'm very proud of it. Uh, I do want to just add on that that Florida thing. I feel and this was a I mean, we can talk about Houston Outlaws if you want and the whole debacle and the drama. And, you know, do they have a style? Why don't they play DPS? They do now. Every time I see Saya player on that friggin' Brigida, it just breaks my heart. Like, oh, you want to punch something? Just, I want (laughs) to punch something. Yeah, he cares. He, he. I just want to like put him. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. Put him on the widow because it's not working out anyway. And you know, throw some spaghetti at the wall. I wish they'd made these changes sooner. I think at the end of stage two. It should have been like, right, no more goats. Mm-hmm. Like, this just isn't going to happen for us. We've got oh, the these... comp switches. Yeah, the yeah, comp switches. Sure. They're just like leaning more into their, I mean, ludicrously high level Korean talent that they had. I, I just want to hit Saya player again. He's nuts. Mm-hmm. He's nuts. He well, almost, he, pulled, he like won hey, four BQB's matches. He's a little underrated as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good on the Sombra. His Zarya is something to desire, but. Yeah. Well, that you're talking about the Houston Outlaws. You're talking about like Linkser, right? Like they throw him in wherever they can, but not on Widow. Where right. It's like, hey, like let him play to his strengths. Maybe we'll make people change for us. Well, they're starting to. That's like the big change. I also think yeah. that they should have been playing him on Zarya from day one. Yo, put Spree on the bench. Thank I'm sorry. you. You're I, welcome. Let Linkser oh. take over. He is a man who can just go off and can control a game. <laughs> let him play. Why is Spree like like I'm fine with actually putting Spree on Zarya if you want, but keep him there. Why is he playing Diva? You open up season two with with Spree, who is like a Zarya specialist. That's why you got the man like during season one. And then at the beginning of season two, he comes out and they've, they've got like an endless rotation of Zarya's. None of whom are, are great, except Linkser, who they then continue to rotate off for no reason. But again, you've got Spree on the Diva the whole time. Why? I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. It was kind of like the Gladiators with Surefor. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. And hydration. Mm. Put him on the Brig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out. He plays a bunch of hours just so he can go play his, you know, become better at the hero that he may not be that good at 
you will put the hours in to become good at that hero. Right. So play Surefire. Well, yeah, and they just recently the started doing that. are also was... doing fine, so <laughs> didn't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he, we don't think we saw Surefire for two stages. Maybe not. that's too long. Maybe that's exaggerating. But, like, it was a while, oh, It was two it? stages. Yeah. It was two stages. K came on, and he could play. It was they took him out, and then it was towards the end of the stage two that they started playing sure for again. So, well, I definitely hurt my fantasy team because I had hydration going, and all of a sudden his points started dropping. When I had Fissure, man, don't even talk. To <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to comment briefly before we 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 were sort of in the I'm looking at like our schedule here. We're kind of in the highs and the lows. I want to jump into this surprise question. What has been the biggest surprise yeah. of the season? And I think if you if it's the question is what's the biggest surprise of the stage, I think it's gotta be Valiant. I mean oh, yeah. they've yes. gone from this massive losing streak and but and then they've suddenly make all these changes. They take space out, which is hugely ballsy, put shacks in, and They've started to kick ass. They didn't do anything but play Rhine Goats for most of the year. And now after removing the flex tanks and putting three DPS in, they played the Spark close. They beat the Dragons. They dunked on the Titans. They destroyed the Spitfire. All in the second half of Stage 3. Obviously, the score at the end is massively important. you got to make playoffs. But when teams get hot, also super matters. If you were going to squeak Kareem, into the playoffs, go ahead. Kareem's sorry, sorry. Ana. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Tell yep. me about it. Oh, my. They, uh, they That's remind fun me, to watch. They remind mm-hmm. me a lot of the, of the shock at the end of last year. Like, they started to really look good. That's actually a, a great comparison. I think that's right. Shock, that was, they were portrayed that way the whole year last year. You mean they, had, they were talking about Super and Sinatra the whole year last year. <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. Rascals actually made a big difference on the San Francisco Shock. He could become a carry here. He could become a carry player, in my opinion. I feel like he's been chronically underestimated this whole time. Let's talk about the Shock here in a second. I want to finish up on the Valiant, though, before we move on to them. Oh, okay. As far as the biggest surprise, because I, I kind of agree with that, where it's like they were so bad at the beginning. They didn't look like they were going to get a single win, and then now they're like, I forget who the interviewer was, but they asked, who do you think is the best team in the league? And they said the Valiant. Mm. And they may have been giving them a little bit more credit than they deserve, but... They beat Vancouver, man. I mean, that's true. what I was saying, again, if you were going to squeak into the playoffs, and it's looking like they might do it, you'd definitely rather do it by getting hot at the end rather than barely staving off a dive in the standings. The trend... I really wonder what happens, though, when it goes to 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Yeah. That, I mean... Back Fiction is definitely a Reinhardt player. Sure. I want to mm-hmm. see if he can carry that Winston or the ball over into the next meta. It makes this analysis super odd, because all of this is might be subject to a complete... Just taking the carpet out of everything we're saying right now and flipping the table. I mean, it... it should we talk about two two two? Do you want to go in that direction? Or do you want to talk about shock? Really I want to. I want to talk about just the biggest shocks of the season first, and then, and then yeah, that's that's the next thing we'll cover. Uh, sure. I think if you want to go biggest shocks of the season, let's just go overall. There's a lot of parity, and you're starting to see it even more in stage three. Hmm. There's a lot of parity. It's not the same team. It wasn't like last year. It was NYXL, mm-hmm. NYXL, NYXL. Right. I mean, yes, you have Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver. Middle of the pack is very, very interesting, in my opinion. I agree. Teams could beat any other team in the league at any point in time, other than maybe Vancouver, NYXL, well, on a good day. 
well, then you get NYXL in the playoffs and NYXL does what NYXL does in the playoffs. And Dustin, what do you attribute that to? Why do you think it's so close this year? Is it just more teams and, and more talent I, being spread out? Goats meta. Goats. I'll be honest with yeah. you. Goats meta takes a lot of practice, but it also gives a lot of leeway for other teams to come in and beat other teams as well. Mm. When you're in the dive meta, it's you have those are skill-based characters. Winston, D.Va, coordinating the dive at the same time tracer genji you know it's all in at the same time you have to coordinate and they're all high skill players that you can play at a higher level and you can out other people whereas mm-hmm. azaria you can't really outshine i mean you can if you're sinatra or Soman sue but most of zarias are just average so they're all about the same so it's a matter of how good does your team do is Ma- makes it much more of a team-based game then yeah Rather than having Carpe, you know, the same thing with the the double sniper meta. It was very skill-based. Who has the better Widow? So, you know, they're Carpe and going off on the Widow. And all the other teams had to try and catch up. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the Ghost meta, it's a little bit more together. It's, you know, the not one hero overshines another hero. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I uh, I really feel like that would make um, <clears throat> if anybody knows the NFL show, the the Hard Knock show, where they follow a team going through like the stages. I feel like uh, you said something there that made me think like, man, this would be a really good if we could get a Overwatch League version of Hard Knocks or something to follow the Valiant, just like them coming together as a team throughout the stage, finally beating Vancouver. Like that would be a great season one end you know or something like that sure that would be amazing to actually see them coming together as a team too and doing all that god who do we got a petition to get that going it's just interesting that they went western and <clears throat> well and that would be also another layer to it too where you could be like look they're doing it different they're doing it different than you'd think moving from this goats into the two to two not to talk about two to two but specifically the like the competitiveness aspect of it i think the legacy of goats could be really helpful for the game in, in making sure that these teams stay kind of competitive. I think we'll see more disparities, but the GOATs, a really good thing it did, I think, was it required players, especially tanks, to be, like Dustin was saying, highly coordinated. We f- have forgotten how ults used to just be thrown out whenever oh, during season one. <laughs> Pulse bomb, you use it on cooldown. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous, and and a whole bunch of, I mean, primal rage was treated the same way. Um, It was. Yeah, I mean, and so that piece of it, if we get to see that kind of discipline, coordination, and ult management, but in a dive meta, um, I think everyone's game will improve from that. I think it could make for a really great viewing experience as well. I'm pretty excited. Going to go down to who has the best players at that point. If you go into a dive meta. Sure, but I I, I guess it could what be I'm... the skill based on your care on your players. Who has the better skill? Who is the better tracer? Who is the better monkey? You know, who has the better players? Whereas in goats, you don't necessarily have to have that as long as you can cohesively play as your team, because there's a little bit more leeway when you play with those heroes. I guess what I'm wondering is, are the is it going to be a dive that is of the same breed of the dive or or the 222 
that we've seen in the so. past. I don't think so either. I think the influence of goats, specifically alt management and coordination, is going to continue to permeate the league. And I think that's a good thing. I think that makes for better listening and better viewing, I should say. And I think I'll, Bunker's here to stay, too. No, yeah, I, I, I agree with see that. A lot of bunker. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But at least the coordination's... Like, you can't unlearn that, though. I think the teams are just better at communicating. <clears throat> I just think it's... it's we'll Athlete. have the... I'm hoping we get the best of both worlds. We get the crazy playmaking, and we get the sort of... In, like incision you know the the directed crazy coordinated play that made goats when it was cool mm-hmm. the 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 best part of watching it yeah it's like it's like we're going through a little like grown-up phase it does like, feel we, like we really, that yeah. we got our first job we got to work together and now we get to move on to dive but we're still we still carry those values with us <laughs> now, i want the chaos don't get me wrong it's why i'm a Chengdu fan but I, I think a certain amount of predictability to play at the highest level it feels like we're approaching a potentially pretty healthy equilibrium. I remain hopeful. Um, I want to move on a little bit, if you guys are cool with that. Um, For it. I'm down, yeah. What about the broadcast this stage? Or not stage, this season. Uh, they We've gotten rid of some people. They've gotten rid of some of the gimmicky jokes. Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan I of the like broadcast. That. Yeah. We I touched like on that. it a little bit, like camera angles, but like also the talent's good. Um, what do you guys' takes on that? Well, yeah, I was like, Dustin, what do you think about I Who do you think the best caster is i would love to get your opinion on that i favorite duo be uber and mr x because mm-hmm. uber is a god <laughs> <laughs> my second my second favorite is mm-hmm. actually wolf and achilleos uh, they're my favorite i think wolf and achilleos are great are, yeah, yeah. I, I i used to watch them back when they did korean casting I liked it. It would. They were just so good. They're so energetic. I mean, Wolf is smart. He mm-hmm. is smart. He may look awkward up there, but he is smart. What What makes him so smart? Does he like call out stuff? I, I don't. I don't. I guess I need to. You have to in. listen to him talk about it. when he digests a play. It's just. It's on a whole nother level. No, I mean, Mister X can't do that. Monty can't do that. I mean, I wrote it down. Grams, but I think. Wolf is definitely the best at digesting a play. He I, just knows it in and out. I wrote down, um, just like Doe and Monty came out of the Korean English casting scene, a good head and shoulders above their peers. Uh, this newest edition, they've kind of replicated that. They don't get distracted, never seem bored, always engaged. They don't run out of interesting things to say, which is kind of incredible because It'd be very easy to run out of interesting things to say when you're on your fourth goats, you know, um, mirror that you've seen that day. Oh yeah, uh, oh, just yeah. On a bit. I, I think I think that Monty and Doa do. I think they run out. Of they things. have. They're, they're my least. They're my least favorite. So. Oh no. <laughs> so Monty, my least favorite, as an individual. Is yes, I can agree. I we think just still my favorite. We just lost Monty's viewership. Well, I think <laughs> I think historically, and I and I would argue it's mostly still true today he's had the best analysis of the overwatch league casters both in game and after he 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 has set the bar originally for what constituted uh, basically a solid critical breakdown of the game but it's way harder to say that he's a class of his own lately because of the addition of folks like um um the two uh, wolf and achilles uh we we now, I do think lately he's sort of suffered by being an absolute git online. 
Um, I don't like he like newsflash when you're like engaging the outlaws fans and getting in a fight, you've already lost. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this petty squabble. You're already smarter than most of the fans anyway. Right. Just let it go. Exactly. Have you, do you do you listen to Oversight at all? There's no other uh, Overwatch podcasts in this one. I don't oh, know what you're talking about. Got it. Well, it's Monty does a <laughs> podcast thing, and it's been great historically, really good analysis. But the first 20 minutes of every podcast for the past two weeks has just been an airing of grievances against outlaws fans. It's just, it's just stupid. Like, it's, it makes I can't agree content. with you on Monty though. He does know the league probably better than a lot. Oh no, I, I'm not saying. I he just doesn't. don't. I just don't like his casting. Sure, and I think it's because he and Doa have lost whatever chemistry that was. Like oh, Doa, they like to talk. That what drives me nuts about them is they like to talk about their own games. I don't like that. I like, agree. Drop that. Drop that from completely. Like talk about what's going on on the screen, not what not what you do at home. I think <laughs> they need to be separated. I think they've like hung out too much, and they're developing like toxic sibling like behavior, and it's just leaking into the stream. I think I think you got to take them out. Yeah, <laughs> they got yep. a little too close during the Overwatch League retreat, and now now we got to separate them. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Can we move on to what what you want to improve on with the casters though? Here, yeah, for sure. What do you got? I think they I think they need to add more and I think they need to start developing more. You're going to move into this period where you're going to be going from city to city. And that's a lot of flight time. That's like Herb Street doing 3 games in one day. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean oh, think about more, yeah, yeah, every other casters. sport has every other sport has somebody for every team pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like and they have like millions of people, not millions, but and I don't necessarily think you need them for every team, but you need more than the four the four groups that you have now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Developing them now, you know. Well, that's I what this is. Our he might finally for. get his call up. Oh, I man. Wait, I, who? I think Z, I, I I really dislike ZP. How do you? Are you a ZP fan? I do too. Okay, I don't like him either. (laughs) Because that's how, to me, like that's how you. I first realized that there was good Overwatch commentary and bad Overwatch commentary because there was like Monte Cristo on the one hand and ZP like on the other end of the spectrum. I I do you think? Go ahead. Boop and Ham will get called up too, though. Yeah, Boop and Ham are gonna get their shot. I think we really, and it's an obvious thing to say, and I'm not even trying to throw it out as like a, like a. But actually, thing I I, I think we, we need like some women and people of color in the casting crew as well. It's pretty uh, much Zoe and, and Malik. That's but it. even them are not actively casting. They're at the analyst desk, which mm-hmm. is a job and it's substantive. But like, there are some amazing female casters in other gaming environments, and I I feel like we should just we should get those. <laughs> <laughs> There is there is a couple on the contender scene though right now. Right, there are. I think some of them are also really great, and we should just promote them. Yeah. Do you guys? I thought about this because because this podcast is in some ways an audition to be a caster someday when Minneapolis gets a team. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Do Do I have to have a gamer name to be a caster there, or or can I just always can, wonder that too? Yeah. Can, can it be like like Ham and, and Big Boy and Jason Wessling? Like, or do I have to go by J Pups? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I think it's a really good question. I think the the way it usually works out is that they have built in followings already. Mm-hmm. They're streamers, commentators, whatever. And 
so they just carry over that name that they've had since they were 12. So I think your problem would be you be getting in now. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that people that are like adults. Great name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like Jake uh, is probably the most dramatic example. And I have a feeling he's going to end up in a caster role relatively soon. I hope it's not with ZP. Um, like I hope so. I hope not either. Oy. He does a good job. Jake does a good job. Though. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Broke up. It's 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 like um, this ZP guy sounds like that one science partner that nobody wanted to have because they knew they'd have to carry the whole project. I feel bad now. Like, it, what if ZP is just like randomly listening to to one of the eighty million Overwatch podcasts and he hears this like roast. <laughs> Hey, he made it like 30 minutes in. Maybe, Thanks for listening, dude. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll take it into heart and get better. <laughs> hey, you can guest on this podcast and we'll, we'll, we'll give him some tips. He needs our tips because we are obviously super professional. Um, you know me, dog. Any, anything else you guys would improve? I just like the addition of casters. That's, yeah. that's a big thing in my opinion. You okay. need more casters. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, let's move on to then the homestands. This is the first year we've seen away games, and they have been awesome, I think. Especially, I think maybe the best one was, the Atlanta one was pretty cool. They're really getting have, in. Yeah, no, go I ahead. I have this question with the Atlanta homestand. I really wonder what would have happened if you would have had the Philly-Atlanta rematch at that mm. I want to know what happens. Do they get home field advantage? I think that would have defined home field advantage. Hmm. Like, give them a decent game where they have a chance to win or a chance to lose. Like, make you it more I mean? interesting for the crowd. They games that were home. pretty much cakewalks. It have to be Philly. It could have been, like, maybe they give them, like, Shanghai Dragons, you know, or give them the Chengdu Hunters. See what happens there, you know. Make it an actually a good happen. game, though. Yeah. I wonder, I want to see if that, what, if that would have drove home field advantage to actually be there. Didn't I, I think they're going to have it. Didn't LA play both Texas teams in the um the Houston? Or the, I don't the think Dallas they team? played Houston. Hmm. I know they played Dallas, and they got booed, and they complained. <laughs> did they really? Did they really complain? Aw, those guys are going to be really bad next year when they're actually traveling to actual other cities yeah, all the time. I mean, they're a bunch of softies. They play at home all the time. <laughs> oh, geez, guys, you got to toughen up. <laughs> um, no, I thought the homestands have been all right. I, I I think that they said that every team that has had a homestand has won, at least one, if not both their games. Mm-hmm. But, Dustin, you bring up a good point. Yeah, maybe they've been kind of easy. Oh, yeah, they've won both. Well, ma- yeah, maybe both with this Atlanta one, it's been kind of easy. So, credit that. Well, I mean, you, you couldn't have guessed with Toronto. That was their, I mean, yeah, you didn't know what Toronto was going to be at the beginning of the season. But mayhem, I understand that you're mm. like your cross border rivals, so you kind of need that one in there to see what would have happened if they mm. would have played. Like, because I know Philly and them, they both both those games were three two, and in the playoffs it was three one. What would have happened if that would have been at the home stand? Would there have been home field advantage? I want to see. It actually is home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which that'll be interesting. I think you're year. going to see. I think you're going to see. You're going to have your own fans there. You're going to get that boost just from. Oh, for sure. No, you may not hear them through your headset. Oh, a hundred percent though. I think that's the 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 biggest thing is butts and seats and 
OWL did a tremendous job of demonstrating that, oh yes, we can absolutely fill out a Texas event. We can absolutely fill up an Atlanta event. Um, really? Curious how it'll be through a year though. Mm, yeah, it, true. True. I, I think it'll still, I, I think the first year, cause it's a commodity, it mm. will be good. It's going to be how, how good is the staying power going to be? It's odd. The Overwatch League venue is in Burbank, which I've kind of wondered why that is for a while. Because it's right, it's right by all the movie studios. It's like right next to Warner Brother Pictures. It's right next to a bunch. Of, there's all the 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 things. Say, you, isn't it right within that whole like street? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's literally right next door. You you see all the L.A. Uh, like the for your consideration posters everywhere. Um, it doesn't feel tremendously f- friendly to one. There's like no street traffic of any kind, and. But but that's just L.A., I guess. But even so, it doesn't feel like a particularly a, a district that I can would consider like a a I would naturally think of when I think of an esports complex. My dad says it's because everyone knows how to get there uh, because like Burbank is a notable place. And it, especially if you need to. Well, isn't that where isn't that where Blizzard was located? Blizzard at the in time? Irvine, California, which is actually where I am. I don't think I've told okay. you that yeah, I you're live right. you're in right. the same you're town right. as, as Blizzard. That's um, why you're qualified for this podcast. Yeah, that's why I'm I, I'm from Blizzard. I'm here to <laughs> tell you that you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Papa Jeff whispered on my ear and he said, "Tell Jason, I love him." <laughs> <laughs> tell him he doesn't call anymore. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, so so talking about them moving around. Uh, what what uh, did you finish your thought there? Oh, just that it's really important for getting more money into the league for getting more interest into the league to have really good visuals in markets outside of Los Angeles. And I have like a very clear vision in my head of the casters in their cowboy gear and the big hats and massive crowds with such energy. It almost kind of blew them down. That looks great. If you're thinking about investing in the league, like Mm -hmm. that just hits you in a, it makes you feel solid about your investment. Yeah. Even if you don't understand what's going on at the screen, because you're, and it'll make future, it'll make future expansion maybe more. I yeah. don't think they're going to do it next year. I think they already said they weren't going to. Mm-hmm. Like and no more expansion year, teams, you mean? No, they're going to go from what they have right now because they're going for their first year where you're going in your own home stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. They don't. They want to, you know, at least get a trial run through. Well, and I don't think that they've officially announced how they're going to do it exactly, but I think we can kind of expect there may be some more homestand looking events where maybe Philly hosts a couple games and then maybe they do an away game in, back in LA or something like that. Right. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I'm going to be very interested in how the like stadiums look because Philly's already released at their stadiums in the middle of their big sports complex. So that's legit. Um, it's, with the, it's right by the Wells Fargo Center where the grand finals are. Yeah, that. I guess they, oh really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll actually get to see like the construction site or maybe the done I, building. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be done. There was talks that it might be pretty close to being done. Well, at least get to take a look at it. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like that's a big deal that like the Phillies and the Eagles played like next door to them. You know, that's that's a big deal. So hopefully other teams start doing that a little bit more too. We start seeing like I don't know, the maybe uh, 
the uh, Dallas Fuel will play out of AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play or something like that. Obviously, I don't think they're going to fill all those I think seats, that would be more of a grand finals thing. Yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. sure. Oh, when, what a fantasy. Jerry Jones isn't going to take a, a cheap check for that by any means. Uh, but yeah, cool. So the home stands have been good. Uh, it's kind of looking really good for next year. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see how they do like the China matches and stuff like that being mm-hmm. a world apart. But and I have my thoughts on how they should do their schedule, but we can maybe talk about that after the season. It's a long ways away. Yeah, we need content for then too. Um, but yeah, uh, let's move on. There is some recent news that some people might not have heard of. It's breaking as of today. Fraggy got traded to the charge. Very and I love me some Fraggy. Yeah. Uh, Who they got? They got KYB or is it mm-hmm. Kib? Yep. And then there's some other moves with like some money with I think the Gladiators or something like that. But that's big. I get to see Fraggy again. The beard. Fear the beard. I love him. I don't think he's going to play over Rio. Damn it. Just going to put that out there. You're the worst, <laughs> Dustin. You're the worst. I'm, it'll I be. Mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I do love some Fraggy. We all love some Fraggy. He's got Why do we love Fraggy? Beard. Why, I, like, I feel like he's become almost uh, more myth than man at this point. We never see him. Uh, he didn't play for the entirety of all of season one he played for like a good chunk of it but not the latter half right Right. he hasn't played at all this year right so like remind us what is the legend of fraggy again why are we such big fans i am a huge fraggy fan because for for one the beard (laughs) the beard yes did you not hear me man i said beard (laughs) (laughs) end of discussion uh i loved him because he was the one guy that would come out of the tunnel and like flex it's like a personality thing oh yeah He's, he was the only one who acted a little bit like Macho Man Randy Savage, and I love that. All the other guys come out of there, they look scared of the crowd, you know? And you would, too, if you were, like, a 20-year-old gamer. I don't know if you knew me. I, I was even cockier than I was than I am now. Like, I would have I done Johnny Bravo moves. If you were playing the New York XL, would you be making Johnny Bravo booze, or would you be, like, pooping? <laughs> I would, I'm sure I would have been embarrassing. So somewhere in between, I would have been doing a lot of entrances like XQC when he came in like a monkey. Like that was just cringeworthy. You would have seen a lot of that with me. Uh, But yeah, some of that is why he's very personable. He is very, very personable. He seems like a really nice guy. He's a cool dude. And that's why people love him. You know, plus he was part of that Philly squad that had a lot of personality too, with Poco bombs and everything. Hmm. Go bombs mm-hmm. first got introduced. Yeah. Well, we should talk about as long as we're talking about old players that we haven't seen in a while from season one. Um, I think the logics uh, trade here is really interesting. Um, I didn't. I didn't know he was playing Overwatch League again uh, mm. until I watched him in a VOD like two days ago. He I lo- loved it. Yeah, it me was too. good trade. Good pickup. Him and Mangachu both on that team being specialists is mm-hmm. great. Well, who, who did he get picked up by? It's Toronto, is that right? Yeah, Toronto Defiant. Okay, that's right. Okay, go on. Uh, no, I was just going to say it's... it's. I remember... There, I mean, you can look up Logic's highlights from season one. And he was... I mean, he had that Sabiobi-esque kind of magic where he would do things with Tracer. And you weren't sure how he did it. Uh, and you need to like watch the replay. I mean, I remember uh, in a match against was it against New York, London? He stalled at a point by himself on Gibraltar at mm. the last. The... Sorry, go ahead. Logic's also got the brunt of it. 
yeah. that mayhem team. Yeah. He got the brunt of why they were losing. He was the one who was blamed. So which I kind of feel bad for him and yeah. it's good to see him back. I, I agree. And I also don't I don't understand why he was the brunt of that. Do you do you have like was that criticism was, deserved? I don't. I think it was a combination of like being better, yada yada yada. Maybe just having six people you know, and no other team. I think it, right. <laughs> it was just a matter of you know just not fitting, and then he went through a whole like he had some health issues after that. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see him back. Good to see him playing. I think that's a perfect team for him. You never, you never really feel good when you hear about somebody being really good at something and then just quitting and never again. Like even if there's like an actor who has a bad movie and then never acts well, again, you're like, oh, we, sorry, we sh- buddy. We should be fair. He went to the XL2 Academy. He dropped back down. He never stopped playing. Oh, okay, which gotcha. I think is is. Well, then I'll feel bad for him. Screw him then. Because when you I'm just, just kidding, I'm just kidding. But, but it's an interesting <laughs> thing because like we see people dip out of the Overwatch League and. Because I don't watch Contenders. I don't have time to watch Contenders anymore, unfortunately. But I used to. But if you're not watching Contenders, when they leave, you're they, they might just be gone. You really have no idea. They're either XQC or um, uh, Seagull. Like, they're gone. You can catch them on stream, but they're not in it anymore. Or they're Logics. They will bounce back. It's like, oh, shit. I, I kind of half noticed he left, and here he is again. We did that uh, NFL Hard Knocks show again just to follow Logic. See his rise and fall and rise again. <laughs> be awesome. So Logic's was actually playing on Toronto Defiance Academy team. When That's was. it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. they and, pulled they they pulled him up, and then Mangachu. I think Mangachu was also playing on that same team, if I remember right. That's a hell of a that's a hell of an academy team. <laughs> they don't yeah, pull them up. I might look back I take that back. Mangachu was on the Mayhem. Academy. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I want to talk about this. The very last thing, Overwatch League based. Of us three are in a fantasy Overwatch League together. Mm-hmm. It has been going very fun so far. We are, I believe, all three of us are in the top four at least. Mm-hmm. Three, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Who has been the number one pick for you guys? Because I got Jonak number one. I got the first pick overall, and I took Jonak. I, I, I mean, I still think he's a number one round pick. I might not have taken him number one having a second look at everything i might have taken like a titan player or something like that i don't know or, or a better or a tank the titan like i don't think i think a lot of people were sleeping on titan players in that first draft which in hindsight is very amusing we were very high on spark i remember there's a lot of hype around the spark a lot of hype around spark but also a lot of hype there was around, a lot of hype and around ahead, them coming into the season too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i remember drafting a lot of them but uh bowen who would you have taken so uh, you mean who would I have taken if I had an opportunity again? I guess in general, I'm just asking what's your overall feeling about sure. fantasy Overwatch leagues. So, so I'd never played in any fantasy league of any kind before, whether any sport. So I've loved the high noon .gg league we've been going. I did, I did a lot of research for the picks. I felt pretty good about the choice at the time. Some have panned out, like uh, Sinatra um, and Dante did for a little bit. I wish I hadn't traded him in hindsight, but they stopped playing him for like half a season. I was like, I can't afford to keep him. Mm-hmm. Some have not, namely Spree and Fissure <laughs> have, yep. been, have been upsetting. Um, hey, I drafted be- Fraggy like third round. Tell me about it. <laughs> I haven't, ch- I've sort of pulled an NYXL here. I haven't changed out my roster for the entire, like 
switched like it's been the same seven people for the entirety of stage three because i got kind of busy and i already made the playoffs so i thought i'd do a little, a little ah, these sandbags they're kind of heavy it's, um I mean, it's been working <laughs> you're like number three in the league so I, well, I, I, other people have been like i've lost i think most of the matches i, I was starting at a good spot but, but all, all this to say I think there are some things the league are doing really well. This because it's a new concept of Watch League, like Fantasy League. The the simple point structure I think is good. The two two one system um, is good. And also shout out to the guys that manage the High Noon GG. They're really great about keeping folks abreast of what's going on and when there are technical issues and what they're planning. Like they did. A, I mean, there's some like design flaws to the actual website, but they're clearly trying and yep, they, yep. they keep us posted. I think, I think that's worth something. What do you, how do you feel about everything? I think the one thing I have to say about fantasy overwatch league is lizard fix your API. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer when you lose maps and you can't get your score and you can't have fun watching the players Yeah, because you don't know if they're going to score or not. Mm-hmm. Point of doing fantasy is to fall in love with a certain player. Mm-hmm. You fall in love. So, like, for Bowen's instance, he has Shu on his team. So, Shu. He probably sat there and watched the charge just so he could watch Shu. Mm. He's going to score this week because they may have dropped Matt. The Mayhem in the NYXL game was the only game that got scored this week on Noon.gg. I think they're trying to work out something to make it so that they actually have points for the other players. Mm. I don't know if they're going to do, like, an average of the season or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, uh, only game that scored. So well, Blizzard, help us, help us out, Blizzard. Come yeah, on, Blizzard, take this thing over. I, I have another. I, I have an, actually something to say on that point as well. Um, I I think weirdly the fantasy league really wasn't designed for goats. Um, and because you had a whole bunch of people that suddenly were playing Zarya and flex support that were not tanks and or flex support characters it's made like this really effed up situation where objectively the best seven stack to run is a seven stack that includes as many zarias and zenyatas as possible yep you can have the best lucio in the game the best reinhardt in the game but if you're playing them they're coming second to someone else's zarya or zen and because the Zarya's were being played by DPS players right. anyway. Yes, yeah, that's true. true. And in case the ear viewer is not in our league, which is a pretty good chance that that's about 50% of our viewership. Right. Uh, the, the way it works is like you, you have to pick an attack care character. So I will pick Jake, let's say. But because Jake isn't playing Junkrat, he'll play Zarya or something for sake of argument. That doesn't really match up. Why am I? Why am I Zarya player in an attack role? That's not how fantasy is supposed to work. I'm not supposed to be able to play NFL fantasy and have my running back actually be a quarterback, but somehow trick the system. Or a DPS that's playing Zen, which kind of makes sense, but you shouldn't get to have four Zenyatas in your yes. roster. That's super messed up. It's supposed to be a little bit more diverse. So I think yeah. you're right. They weren't really thinking, and they're. I don't know. They, like I don't know what else you would do with yeah. this goats meta. You just kind of got to wait it out. Yeah, but. So far, it's been fun, though. I mean, oh, it's been good. It's basically, it's classified based how Blizzard hasn't classified. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you can't really control it, but. Yeah, not their fault. Just a difficult, a massive difficulty of trying to do, like you were saying, this role-based thing mm-hmm. um, with these three slots that Blizzard had. 
Yeah, Blizzard, Blizzard could definitely fun. help them out a bit, though. Yeah, I really, really have enjoyed it, though. Bottom line, I, I totally agree. It's been, it's been cool. Excited to see the playoffs. I got, I got some work to do here. I gotta, gotta figure out who my, my starting roster is gonna be. If I win, I'm buying me a jersey. By the way, it's gonna happen. I thought about <laughs> buying a shirt when I was out at the league last time to be like our prize. So if I win, you're buying me one. No, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you. I won't even have to worry about it. That would have been a good idea, though. Get some signed uh, Malik thing. Be like, this will be the, the trophy. It's just like a napkin, a cocktail napkin. <laughs> I'm just imagining. God damn it. You want me to sign it? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say what? You're the greatest champion in the world? I'm not going to write that. Mm. <laughs> By the way, um, there was a new website that was released, I think, last week, maybe. Okay. It was maybe earlier this stage. It is a daily fantasy league, kind of like uh, DraftKings. Okay. Or uh, FanDuel. Yeah, I'm into that. Per day. Hmm. And you get like a point value based on that person. And you have you only get like 100 tokens or 100 points. And you hmm. can only, you, they have to add up to 100 and you can't go over. So. I dig that. Interesting. That, yeah. that sounds really fun. You can't go over. It's kind of like that Yodel guy from Price is Right. I like that. Also made it into a game. I think it's uh, fantasyowl.com is the website. Uh, they've also made it into like a game. They've made it for gamers. So you get like tokens, you get like achievements. They're going to try and make it so you can get prizes and stuff. Oh, heck yeah. Well, that sounds I, awesome. I, I'm going to, I'm going to watch that site and see where it goes. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, cool. Well, I want to move on a little bit. Uh, let's cover really quick. Stage three playoffs are coming up in a couple hours. Uh, who, who do you guys predict? Uh, I'm predicting New York XL to choke completely. I'm embarrassed. Who's playing in the playoffs again? <laughs> you about stage three playoffs? Yes, th- playoffs? this this playoffs that are that are upon us here. Okay, Vancouver, cool. Vancouver, New York, San Francisco, Hangzhou, uh, Seoul. I think you'd have to LA. be. I, I, so Vancouver has got to be like. I, I I'm gonna say Vancouver because they this was their first loss, correct, to the Valiant here. Yep. Yep. This I, stage, yes. They're going to be prepared this time. There's no underestimating them. They'll have watched the VODs. They don't like losing because they don't ever do it. And I think if it comes down to a Valiant versus Vancouver, which I think is actually pretty likely. Uh, it's actually kind of funny, Bowen. They have a history of losing in the finals, too. Uh, <laughs> Back yeah. in Contenders, even, they had they struggled in final matches. Mm. So they're, like, they're known for struggling in the final matches. Okay, so maybe I'm off on that. Well, I... I uh, in my head, that's what I was going to say. But now that you've told me that history, I think I'd put... They they should have beat a Team 4-0 in their con- Korean Contenders final, and they ended up winning 3-2 or something like that. <laughs> I, gu- I guess I'll put it on Valiant then. You've changed my mind. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Valiant. <laughs> I think they're in a hot streak, and um, if Vancouver really does have a habit of that, like Dustin's saying, then, I mean, th- I mean they, it, what, they didn't go to 4-0. Like I mean, they didn't go to a three-two against Vancouver. They did it in in three-one. I mean, it's mm-hmm. considering Vancouver never lost. That's that's substantive, and everyone says they're scared of them. So I don't know why we would disagree. You have to get through Hangzhou first. That's true. And my final is actually a Hangzhou Vancouver final mm. with Vancouver winning. Mm. So, oh man, I would love to see the spark get a, get a win though. That would be like completely out of left field. I feel like they, for at least me, they've been kind of off my radar. They've just been creeping up those rankings. So that, that would be, that'd make a good storyline for me at least. Oh, for sure. For sure. God, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the soul logo and just shaking my head. I just brief sidebar on soul. Has anyone like their swaps 
And maybe I'm just stressed because I have them in my fantasy team. I have several soul players. Their swaps make no sense. It's yeah. impossible to anticipate. There's, there's, their whole roster line is swapped out, like as many variations as I possible. I don't like it. I don't. I hate it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a terrible idea. I don't understand. I think they're finally going to run with the lineup that they need to run with, which is the Michelle Fitz, Hailey, yeah. Marvel, mm-hmm. Fleta, I think. I think Fitz is great. And Jexe. Fitz has impressed me, and I I wonder if we'll see him in a meta swap and what he would play, because I don't think... Well, this is actually... Well, I guess we'll talk about that when we get to 2-2-2. I think it's I think it's an uh, open question. Well, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on, on OWL specifically? Good season. Um, continued improvements looking forward to playoffs stage four and then uh, maybe we can check back in before the end here I'd love to do, love to do a follow up on especially oh, sure. after these playoffs and going into the end of stage, stage four what about you Dustin for sure it's I think this stage I think this stage playoffs is actually probably one of the more exciting ones mm. anybody could beat anyone on any given time God, you're here. so right have, yeah a lot of people a lot of people are saying Shanghai has a good chance against NYXL yeah, not surprise me. Everyone but Houston could totally. <laughs> Everyone but Houston. <laughs> Houston's gonna get destroyed by Vancouver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to move on. Uh, in case the interviewer notices, I do know that there's a mower in the background. So let's take a quick quick break. Maybe that guy will give up on making his lawn look good. Um, we'll have a commercial, and then we'll be right back and talk about the actual game. there podcast Gibraltar fans it's me Jason Wessling obviously you know me at this point but what you may not know is that I really don't like taking Uber and Lyft Uh, it's kind of a hassle there's always those moral things in the background but also it feels like every time I'm in an Uber or a Lyft and they hit a dude we have to stop and it's such a hassle we gotta talk to cops I'm late for work it's just overall not not my bag so what I'm suggesting is the rideshare app Oasis Taxi they don't stop for shit. They just plow right on through and get you to your destination because you're number one in their mind, not some guy who doesn't know where the crosswalk is. So take Oasis Taxi and get there on time because you know when there's blood in the grill, that's quality. Oasis Taxi is the best taxi And from sea to shining sea When you see the blood in the grill, you know it means quality. Yeah. All right, welcome back. I uh, I don't know if that guy's still mowing, but I will find out sooner or later. Sorry if you guys could hear that. Hope you enjoyed our commercial break. Uh, I'm back here again with Bowen and Dustin. I don't know why I'm doing this like NPR, but I am. Nice I'm Schlackshmi Sang, President <laughs> Trump today. No. <laughs> and that is Great what's new. Day on the greens today. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the actual game. We've covered Overwatch League extensively, uh, but all of us actually play the game too. Um, Goats Meta, what has your guys' experience been actually playing it on the game and everything? I absolutely love playing Goats on the game. It is fun. As a tank player, it is great. 
Well, but. and Dustin, you know some of the you know some stuff I didn't know about like how it came about and all the Sombra version. Why don't you oh, talk about that a little bit? Goats was originally supposed to be with Moira. So it was I think they had Arya, Diva, Moira, Zenyatta was original was the original goats. And mm. now that they added Brig, it kind of made goats the supreme comp. It was basically, if I remember, and it's the team. We, I mean, obviously, everyone knows the history now, but the team goats is why it's called goats, which I think is funny because goats could also be an acronym, which is go all, uh, go all tanks supports. Um, I, I, it's just happenstance. I just think it's really funny. I, I like that. I wish, I wish that was more the reason it was than, yeah. than the team name. Um, exactly. Me too. Yeah. Um, uh, but recently we've seen a switch to the Sombra Goats or the 3-2-1. And the Sombra Goats actually became popular because Element Mystic recently just ran through Korean contenders with Sombra hmm. instead of the Diva. So that's been taking place. And that's why I think NYXL took to it. They kind of had Sabiobi in the works on stage two. Mm-hmm. and run more towards the sombra yeah they same sombra, has been all over it that's a really good point like they've i think they should stay with that like the just keep say be on the sombra and run straight through to me sombra is broken yeah is broken what, why do you why do you say that why do you say she's broken I mean, she's got an ult that is basically, it's a fight winner. And I don't like that it eliminates everything that you can do. Like, if you don't play around it, you have to play really sneaky as a Lucio in order not to get where you can be a Zenyatta and you have to play around a corner so that you can drop your transcendence. And then it's like the whole team aspect of it. You're constantly looking for Sombra. She's away. You know, you never know. You got to look for her at all times. Mm-hmm. Her hack, you can just sit there and hold it until it finally hacks. Well, and and do you think that that's kind of here to stay, or do you think that 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 goats is going to go away for a while? With that, I guess I'm, I'm trying to think that Sombra seems really strong. So why would it go away? Sombra, I think Sombra will stay in meta as long as you can have free range over what you can run as a comp. Mm-hmm. I think she will definitely stay in meta. Because they're running Sombra with the three with the three DPS as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just I'm not the biggest fan of Sombra. I mean, I I do like the inf- infinite invis. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. They intended it for mostly scouting, and now it's kind of turned into you get okay, pick potential from know. it now. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing I wanted to kind of segue in is Goat's meta going away. Uh, what do you think are like some ways we can do that? Can better? I can I jump in on that Sombra thing? Oh, by really all means. Just in, no, no, totally. In terms of the league, what's I what's so bizarre about the Sombra goats is it could have been played as early as stage four, season one. There's nothing fundamental that has changed in the meta that has facilitated the coming of the reign of somber goats and i agree i, I think, think there is i think there is one thing that has facilitated that has kind of hampered it what she that? is a extremely difficult character to play hmm. she's hmm. very coordinated and she's a lot of people have said like she's hard to learn 
so so it's just it it's just players not being able to take the time to learn her to now the that they've level. had the time and now that they've had time to learn her well, we've seen a lot more sombra i think that's so interesting because all through stage two and i think even stage one as well we've heard players and coaches and analysts talk about like oh yeah sombra is so strong sombra is so busted and then you'll ask them, or analysts will ask them, so why aren't you playing Sombra Goats? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it doesn't work in every situation, you know, actually, you know, you actually think. I mean, if it was so good, they should have they been playing it, which I think is, what's interesting to me is the idea that is it truly just Mystic showing that it could be done? Lower um I mean stuff. they showed that you it could definitely work and you can break goats with it is what they showed. Which is I think is great because if that's not facil like these are changes that are not facilitated by meta changes or or uh, patches coming through. I mean I'm sorry, it's literally a meta change. They're not facilitated by patches coming through. It's just literally people developing ideas that shape the game in a stable format. I think it's really cool. That's a Let's face the facts. The Koreans do set the meta. Well, too. for sure, yes, but I, yeah. the Korean Overwatch scene definitely sets most of the metas. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who start all the metas. They started the dive. They started. Yes, Goats has started in Europe. The Koreans ran it to a T. They were the first ones to start running it after Brig came. And that's my you point, know? right? It's yeah. after. It's usually after. Even when it started in Korea, we can just keep like this development thing in Korea. Even then, it's normally been started by a new character being introduced, certain capacities of characters getting nerfed. I don't remember another time, and I'm sure it's happened, where there's been such a fundamental shift with no patch involved, no new character introduction. I think that's a good it's a good thing for the game too. It's like very human. It's like that guy who first ran the four minute mile. It's like, okay, cool. Now that we're getting better at this, new things are starting to develop. And I think that's really cool with Overwatch where it's not just what it is. Like it'll be different just by people playing it differently and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a good good credit to Blizzard. Jay Uh, Jay already knows you know, Jason already knows some of my thoughts on why how you can break goats. I'm curious, Bowen, how do you think that you could break goats? If you had to add a new character by saying that you're adding a new character changes the game, how, what do you think in a new character could change goats to make goats non-existent? Hmm. I, I think something, something like Farah, something that is really hard to get to, but does a ton of damage so much so that especially when combined with Farah, you can't afford to be clumped up on the point. So I would almost in my head, something like a junk rat with wings. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> it could be the name of the episode. That awful. Oh, <laughs> poor Loilos. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I could just like massive area of effect damage dropped from a safe distance or, you know, via the air where you also have mobility. You can drop that. I mean, really like if you could run two Farahs, you could break goats. That's, mm. what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I will say this on that note, the uh, hero that we saw at the end of the McCree Ash short mm. uh, has wings. And I think she's confirmed not to be hero 31, but winged character, wink, wink. I think that we, I mean that, I don't know if she's going to be the, what the answer to this more air presence. More yeah. Air presence. Cause there's literally yeah. only one character that has 
vertical presence. Exactly. Other than maybe a grappling hook up into the air. But yeah, I know he. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I more count yeah. Farah as the only one that can fly. Yeah. Now yeah. I think the consequence of that would be it being ladder being an even more unpleasant experience, especially for console players. You now have two. Uh, like objects in the sky especially i mean you got a mercy that is now like like you have half the team basically at that point in the air with a mercy jumping between them healing them that that would be very very difficult to deal with if you don't have really accurate dps or mm-hmm. at least half accurate dps um so i i, I it would break it but at what cost <laughs> i'm not so sure why dustin how how are you gonna break goats I have been saying this. We need a character that can give Arissa's Fortify to the whole team. That way you cannot stun, you cannot shatter, you cannot, you know, you cannot ash. You no longer have those abilities are basically taken away. No spam, no boop, mm-hmm. no, you know. No CC in general, yeah. At. Yeah, essentially no CC. Okay. And I think it would break goats because that's the big portion was Mm-hmm. And you have the area healing. Maybe you could take some of that away with the fortify as well. You know, maybe they don't get the area healing as much or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. make it so that it's more impossible to like ultimates down. So basically, eliminates if you hit it at the right time, it would eliminate Earth Shatter. You know, it would mm-hmm. get you out of a graviton. You know. That, that way that sounds good that sounds so op though they'd have to balance it have to have like a really would, long cooldown you have to hit it at the right time too and it has a long cooldown as well and you would have to hit it at the right time so you'd have to decide do you want to avoid gravitron or do you want to avoid earth shatter you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it sounds like a what you're describing is kind of a cousin to the baptiste immortality field Correct, yes, but eliminating CC at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I do find it funny that they released a new hero in the middle of Goat's Meta being super strong, Baptiste, that did nothing. It didn't even look like they were trying to break the meta. Like, I saw the hero, I was like, he looks cool. Why? <laughs> you know? They did, that, they did that with Dive for a really long time, too. They introduced, I mean, they introduced Anna, they introduced... Uh, Arisa doesn't really do anything to break up dive, but Doomfist, Doomfist, yeah, kinda. It didn't really do it. Well, I mean, it, it, it more it was more of a job. Baptiste where it like encouraged it in a way. I guess it's kind of my point. Yeah. Like, it's an odd choice. I like the character, but it's an odd choice. I think the rise right. of Doomfist has facilitated some pretty uh, successful um, attempts to break uh, goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they certainly do that in. I believe in Korea they do that a fair amount. I might be, might be that might be a different region. Some teams do. I'm pretty sure. I think. Gotcha. Vendetta uh, that just runs Torbjorn and. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I I will say I I just want to hit on the Baptiste thing really quick. How bizarre that we introduced a character with an immortality field, and it almost didn't do anything. People would just sub him out occasionally for um i don't rig. think they've learned good spots to use him yet it's just I don't think he's you know it took him a while to take for brig too it took him a while to get into brig so so maybe we just haven't given it enough time mm, like your sombra yeah. comment we just need to learn learn him mm, a little bit more mm. possibly i would not be surprised going on to two you know going with two 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 i would not be surprised if you see like a baptiste and yada meta Ooh, yeah be- yeah, that's I, I think 
That would be because you have the discord for damage, but then also you can protect the Zen for as long as possible while you yeah. And, and Baptiste can put out a lot of healing. He can. Well, let's uh let's move on to that a little bit. Uh, we we kind of covered some ways to break goats. I think in general, a lot of people have said kind of what we're saying, like new heroes would definitely help. You know, uh, more than three a year would I would like that. But uh, let's move it's on not- to. Just drop five tanks, five healers, and let us go. <laughs> Just let's have fun. Uh, but so because of the fissure thing we talked about earlier, it is possible that there's a 2-2-2 Rolock forced meta going to be happening. Um, probably going to start with Overwatch League, and then it'll definitely be on the game too. I don't see why they would do it just Overwatch League and not in the actual game. That makes no sense. Um, I but- actually think it does make sense, to be honest. You want to increase viewership. You want your you want DPS players. So it would just be a thing for viewership. Yeah, I guess they've always they've said it in the past that they want it to be the same. But I could definitely see them doing two 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 and just Overwatch League. Let's structure right this comp part of the conversation if we could, because I feel like there are a lot of opinions on either side of it. Jason, you are against the change. I do not like the two two two. Dustin, where do you fall on this spectrum? I, I'm a I am hit or miss. It depends upon the day. I will I'd, be honest. I'd say I'm if a. You su- give me, if you ahead. give me two two two, give me roll queue. I agree. I uh, I think I'm pro the changes. Do you want to start, Jason, by making the case against, or should I or Dustin make the case for, and then do like a response? Uh, or do no, you I'll just go. go back I'll go forth? first. Okay, I'll go cool, first with yeah. the against. This is what's the against? Why why is roll uh, not roll queue? Forced two two two, not the direction uh, Blizzard should go here. I feel like it takes away some of the creativity that was fun and appealing with the game, where you can run any combination of all these thirty some characters. Um, I also the way I play the game, I usually play tank or healer, and I base which one I'm going to play on on what the map is. And if I don't know what the map is going in, I don't know what to queue for. Because because like Dustin said, I think that if they do it, they're going to have roll queue where I'm going to select first, I'm going to be a tank. But then I don't know what map it's going to be. I don't know if I want to be a tank on uh, Oasis or something like that. So I, w- I want to take a time out there, and Dustin, jump jump in here. I'm, I'm a little confused. I know roll queue is a thing in Overwatch right now. Is that really what is being suggested with this 2-2-2? Because it sounds to me what it's going to be is like, just a no- like you, you jump in and it's like quick play, but then once two DPS are locked in no one else can pick dps in my head I, go ahead sorry yeah i just think that if you do two 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 you can introduce roll lock and you can make the games a lot better to play you don't have to worry about someone who's not normally a healer gets stuck on healer you know what i mean mm-hmm. so they get to they pick last and they don't get their dps or their tanks and now they're stuck on healer so your team sure. i think it makes I think it makes your comp games worse if you don't add roll queue. That, that I totally, I, I totally valid. I'm wondering though, is that what's specifically being proposed here? Because I'm not sure that concern would necessarily bear out. Well, the other, the other thing that I've heard here, here's what I've heard that makes the most sense. Okay. Each of your categories, or yeah, tank, DPS, or healer, you would have a different SR ideally for each one, whatever right. you pick. So I'm going to queue in for a DPS game, and my DPS skills are very low. But that's fine. I'll get put with silver level uh, 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 tanks and healers. So it kind of balances out instead of the alternative of that being I'm a Lucio main. Maybe I want to play 76 today. 
And my skill ranking does not reflect that. Mm -hmm. So ideally, the goal is to have three different SRs. Everybody will have three different SRs, one for tank, one for DPS, one for healer. Mm -hmm. So that way you're getting more sorted. And I mean, the positive of 222 is that would it'd be fun to play DPS for a change, but I know I'm not going to tank my ranking now. Cause I know I'm probably not going to do that good. So my SR is going to tank because of it. I don't have to worry about that. You can start going to comp for fun. Maybe you do develop a DPS character that you do become really good at. You right. Know? You don't normally get the chance to play. And then I can stuck playing healer or tank. Yeah. And then I can flip over after I'm done playing DPS, go back to healer up to my aluminum rank and just kick ass there for a while. You know, um, yeah. If they do it like that, I could see it working out a little bit more. But I, I do not like the idea of, oh, two tanks are picked. You're done with that. You can't pick anymore. Because the other thing, too, I feel like that'll slow down switching, too. Because we've had multiple games where, uh, uh, hey, guys, I'm doing really bad at healer. Let's switch real quick. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, you'd have to coordinate it so, like, I don't even know how that would work. So I guess you'd both have to click you'd off. Have to but... pick, you'd have to pick your healer based on what you think would be the better heal yeah. situation. So maybe you're not doing so well on Lucio. Okay, switch to Moira. Or you're not doing so well on either one of those. Well, maybe we can use Mercy. You mm. know. But like, what if I want to switch to Ryan then? Then it, it's a whole other layer that usually I could have just clicked it and now it's complicated. You have to unclick your tank so I can click it. And it just adds a whole other layer that I think is complicated. And I understand that too, but at the same time, I think it would make the comp games better because then you wouldn't have, you wouldn't also, if you had roll queue, you wouldn't go into these games where you have five DPS on your team and you're the only tank and you have no healers. Okay. True. True. And those games do suck. Stuck on a roll they don't normally play, you know? Well, we've played a lot of that where you've had to go like Hammond because we all, because nobody else wants to play tank and that's like the, the one and only option. Um, Sometimes Hammond's not good on a certain map. Rialto, not very good for Hammond. I mean, you can run him, but I mean, there's some maps that just aren't suited for Hammond. What about what about the Overwatch League perspective? Because I think a lot of people look at this two-two-two lock through the frame of what it's going to do to the professional scene. Um, I'm actually pretty sympathetic to both sides of it, but to kind of keep along with the con argument, again, I think I'm pro, but just to like add to this list, um, teams, you could view it a lot of different ways. Maybe you could view this as sort of like a radically aggressive patch that is hard for teams to deal with, and we're so close to stage four. Um, These teams have built their rosters around the free selection of heroes, this move essentially scrambles their hiring choices. And some would say, detractors would say arbitrarily, turns their, what were previously tough decisions of which people to bring on, who to bring off, into bad ones. And from the perspective of, go ahead, sorry, Dustin, yeah. I have my point with the 222 going into stage four and how these teams built their roster. Build your roster. Do you not want to make a roster that is well? You could run any sort of comp that you wanted to from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You just happen to have a comp that works good with goats. And then you have a comp that works good with 222. You want that at the same time. So these teams that made their rosters made a big mistake. Mm. Problem. But- they should be better balanced so that they could run whatever meta comes to them at any given time 
Because even if we didn't go to two two two, if the meta did change, you'd still have to compensate for that. Yeah, make the roster balance from the beginning. Sure. But I feel like it's forcing it super quick, though. It's not like like the meta slowly changed and they didn't adapt or see it coming. It's like it's like changing the the. You can't do a forward pass in football anymore. Well, I have all these wide receivers. What am I gonna do? I think I think it, it the. I heard a good analogy on the oversight. Not a podcast that's real, just a thing. You know. Oh, okay. Good. Safe good, space. good. Good. But like from the perspective of Vancouver and NYXL Shock, it could seem like Blizzard punishing them for being good at the game it's like the like restrictions in the nba put into place to respond to unique players like charles barkley and Shaq. like don't think they would have punished them what's that francisco is fine san francisco has had striker playing widow since stage one right Mm -hmm. killing it on the comp scene right now well and 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 we talk about how it would change the rosters speaking of rosters the game has been balanced for this meta. Like, like stuff has been changed. There's going to be a ton of characters that are going to need to go back and be rebalanced. I know. I know. We argue about this when we play. I think that once Goats goes away, they're going to need to rebalance Brig a lot. I think she is. I do not like playing with Brig half the time because I think she's not made for a two-two-two. She's made for Goats and has been nerfed and buffed uh, uh, accordingly. So That's another be- plus for two 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 though, is you have the ability to balance your heroes a little bit better. Yeah. I think I think you'd be running a two 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 comp, so you can change your heroes based on that two 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 comp. It's gonna be a lot of work for Blizzard, I guess. Well, I think I this is where I come down on the pro side and one of my biggest things. I think roll lock might be the only way to fix what is a fundamental problem in Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch is frequently compared to MOBAs. But they're distinct in at least one fundamental way. Overwatch is a single objective game. Other MOBAs have lanes and multiple objectives. You're going to have a diversity of strategies. But in Overwatch, you are fighting on a payload or a point full stop. Every fight in Overwatch is a six on six. That's not true in other games. The the most messed up thing about GOATS, especially in the professional scene, is the sustain problem where you've got all of this health where you're just stuck on the point and it makes it incentivizes players to play goats even if they're way better at something else because the time it takes to force them off the point is so long they'd rather slowly lose one fight than win two and then lose one i mean it's 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 uh even when you would win more fights so it's it's a it's a, I've lost my train of thought here. It's a, it's a, it's a real big problem in terms of, it, that's why 3-3 will always be strong. Tanks and supports together, especially with Brig, uh, are always going to be there because it's really attractive. Area, area healing, man. Yeah. It's the area healing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the things I would have done to get rid of goats, man. There's a lot of area heal or maybe a little more anti heal. That would have done it. But, but if they do the 2-2-2, then you won't be, have that sustainable area healing anymore. Uh, at least not as much. So. On the viewership point, which I think is the biggest in, in in my opinion, Goats is a toxic viewing experience in the Overwatch League. It punishes teams for stepping outside the triple tank. Uh, it leads to benching of star players, like you were saying. I mean, where's Pine? Yep. Oh, I came to see Pine. I came to see Zaya player from the beginning, though. He was what? Sorry. I think- People don't realize he was map dependent from the beginning. Well, then what about, I would say to replace, I would say Sabiolbi. 
Where's Sabi yeah. Obi? I mean, he came back because of Sombra, but I feel like they really forced it. Right, right. I'm, I'm sorry. Ma- map dependent or not, you're not. People aren't playing Widow. That's where Pine's gone. Mm. Like, it, it, there's very. You're right. It's map dependent, but Widow wasn't that map dependent before Triple Tank. Not in the way it's become it still now. Still came in map to map. It was never a one. He was never in for a whole series. I mean, he was for the lower teams, but he was never in for. Well, now he's never right. In, has though. Pine played once this season? He did during like the All Star event. I think people voted for him to be in the All Star event, which right. I found was hilarious because yeah, he had not played. Why are you in the All Star game? There is a massive disparity between what comps people are playing in the pro scene versus what folks are playing online. You mentioned you guys like running a goats. There's no way you've run into another goats on ladder that wasn't a six stack of friends like y'all running it. There's just no way. People it's don't play rare. it. Yeah, because it's hard to get that level of coordination. It's not an ideal strategy with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's really important because a lot of people tune into Overwatch League to get good at the game, and they're seeing none of the characters they play. Uh, if you've played against a 3-3 on ladder, again, it's because of that six stack. It's not because it's like a natural thing. I, yep. I just think... I think it's the. I think we really got to get a roll lock. I think I, I, even talking it out loud. I think I'm super. I'm super pro roll lock. Well, Dustin, do you have anything else to say on two 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 plus or minus? And, uh, yeah, I've said all I need to say about two two two. It's just. I mean, I get it. You want your freedom. Yeah, I was gonna you say. Got to make a change. You got to make a change. That's my you big know? thing. I don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> so get out get out get out of my freedom jeff kaplan this is america <laughs> uh let's move on uh so as of today we got a developer update so like five minutes if you guys haven't watched it i would definitely check it out jeff kaplan talking about the new summer games are coming up and there's going to be uh weekly challenges kind of like the baptiste reunion challenge so i'm excited for that that's gonna be one of the ways that you're gonna get skins um they also said that hero 31 is coming out soon and he is going to be amazing or whatever the hell they they, they just they hinted out that it's a dude uh i want to bring this up there's <laughs> he hit that so hard that was so my i rolled my eyes and, and he oh yeah is coming out <laughs> there was <laughs> i think it was uh me and maggie were watching it and it took her a minute to be like did you notice he said he and i'm like i couldn't miss it <laughs> they underlined it in the video uh <laughs> I forget uh, what what his name is, uh, Maui or something. I've been calling him Maui, but that's wrong. I think it's Maga. Yeah, Maga, Maga. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the new hero. If you guys have not gotten a chance to read, it is 26 pages long. But the short story that came out for Baptiste thing, it is very good. I've been critical of the Overwatch lore for a while. A lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of it is very lame. But when they came out with this short story, I could not stop reading it. For one, I looked up Call of Duty music. And then would pick songs depending on what happens in the thing. So I recommend doing that too while you read it. But it's it's very good. It's well written. It talks about Baptiste's past. And it cuts between the present, most recent Overwatch lore we've had, and why he left Talon. And it cuts back and forth like that. So we have flashbacks as there's fighting going on. Um, that was one of my big problems with the Anna short story was they skipped over the fight in it, which was the, by far the most interesting thing. They just cut to the very end like, oh, good thing we did that. Uh, this one, you actually get to hear some action, and you get a feel for the friendship between Baptiste and Malga. Is that right? Yeah, I think. 
M-A-U-G-A? Yes. So you get a feeling for him. Uh, he's actually a somewhat deep character. He's a bad guy, but you kind of see where he's coming from, and I can really appreciate that because uh, it makes it interesting and makes these characters feel real. But they also depicted him very much as the big talent tank from the uh, from the archives events, and they went into such detail. I, I gotta think it's gotta be him. That's definitely gotta be my pick, unless they're gonna. Uh, give us the Junker Queen or, or something else. It's got to be him. And I'm, and I'm really excited. A, would da- laugh. a talent tank? That's going to be... Dope. I would laugh if the Junker Queen comes out. He just just kept, just kept just lied. He just lied being full stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I lied, it's a she. Ha ha ha, I'm Jeff. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Jeff got you. That's a Kaplan original right it's there. A, it's a classic Kaplan. <laughs> classic Kaplan. Uh, you have the Baptiste event there, James. What's that? With this new summer games coming out and you have yeah. in the event each week, are those skins going to be summer skins? Are they going to be completely different skins? I, I, I predict, yeah, I would see it being very different where it's like, cool, we have five you can get at any time. And these three are only during specific weeks. Like I could see that being a good way to do it. You can, they drop eight skins, but three of those eight skins are going to be available through this week by week event. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I think it's going to be. Uh, and that, that'll get people to really try for like one whole week, have like a quick thing, like, Oh God, I gotta get that one. Uh, but it's not impossible either. So that's a good idea. And then, uh, hopefully after the event, we get the hero right away. If not halfway through the event, that would be dope. So maybe have the him be tied to an event of some sort. Him focusing on the him. Such a a tease today, man. Such a tease. Classic Jeff. (laughs) Classic, Classic Jeff Kaplan. Uh, let's move on. Unless you guys have anything else to touch on the new Hero Thirty One coming up. Uh, no. Any any anybody you really want? I'm, th- I'm thinking Junker Queen. I've been waiting a while for the Junker Queen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't this think time. you're going to get her for a really long time. Maybe. I always want more um, more mechs. Yeah. I always want more um, like uh, what's the bad guy from uh, Cuba? The bad robot from Scarface? The, no, not Scarface. Is that the name <laughs> of the robot? The guy that you that the, had the mission for with the new map that was released, Havana. Oh, Maximilian. Yeah, Maximilian. I'd like a Maximilian in there. I don't even know what he does. <laughs> I don't think we we have any ideas of what his abilities would be, but I think that would be cool. Another Omnic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, cool. Well, let's move on. Uh, I do want to touch on. I asked you guys this question. We can skip by it real quick, but. The new Jonak MVP skin is also added to the game. It's cool. super dope. Very dope. And it made me ask, if you were the Overwatch League MVP, what would your skin be? Uh, Winston pajamas, footy pajamas with a nice little nightcap. Oh, my God. That's adorable. Yeah. He would have like maybe oh, a little that bear. Be so cool. A little kangaroo pouch. They just pouch. need to put that in the game now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd have little button flaps like, on his back <laughs> as well. So he could like, oh, man. They'd be very cute. Oh. Like like maybe when you ult out, the flaps come down, you see his butt. It'd be like a, just like a good night moon themed skin. There we go. Down. Sleepy. Sleepy could have that skin. But uh, he doesn't play main tank. If, he, if he's going to be MVP, he really needs to start popping off. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin, what about you? you? Oh, uh, I, I always thought like maybe I would do like a J-Pups thing just because that's my name, but I'm not really, I don't hate dogs, but I'm not really a big dog guy. Maybe, uh, uh, gosh, just would almost be a little lame, but I'm a big Nebraska Cornhuskers fan, maybe like a red jersey and white pants. Hmm. Um, <laughs> gosh, I feel like I had a lot better ideas yesterday when I was brainstorming this. Uh, your brother, uh, 
uh, his uh, gamer tag is C Hain, so chain. And he said, I'd have a character with a whole bunch of chains around. And now I can just think of that. Like, that one just sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. Two chains. A great character theme. That'd oh, be cool. No. <laughs> I was thinking one of the ghosts from a Christmas carol. Oh, God. No, mine would be. So go back to my biggest main was Diva. I would make her, like, just the biggest, like, outcast. Because our last name, we had to leave out of Czechoslovakia to move into Germany so we had to change our name to be the German spelling so it, the German spelling it means outcast hmm. so that's how you would get the outcast dude there's <laughs> so actually like make... a good story there like with Jonak's skin too you're like no there's history behind it outcast emo maybe goth looking weirdo oh good I just th- in her ears and <laughs> I thought this was going in like a refugee direction and I was like, I don't know. Ooh. I don't think that's a good call, but the goth makes a lot more sense. Maybe a little more rustic. Yeah. We'll save the word rustic. Well, or I think like punk, hey. like a, like a, like a outsider. Road outsider. warrior. The road Rocker. warrior diva skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we, the book of Eli diva skin. There we the go. Book of Eli. Anybody remember that movie? Am I the only one? Okay. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. I guess on that note, man, I would love, I'm a big Bioshock fan too. Uh, a diva skin that looks like a big daddy. That'd be fucking creepy. Oh, snap. That'd right. Sick. Yeah. Right. Or I mean, ever since we started recording these podcasts, I've had that Michael Jordan cutout. Michael Jordan 76. There we go. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's move on. I guess the next thing was the Baptiste event, but I feel like I already ran that into the ground pretty much. Everybody go check it out. If you really w- don't want to read it, there's definitely tons of YouTube videos, but I can't encourage it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, look out for the summer games soon. And anything else you guys want to touch on the game? Any like new tips you've learned recently? Did shields. What's that? Shoot at shields. Shoot at shields. Yo. A solid take. <laughs> All right. Me nuts when people don't shoot at shields. All right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, guys, that's pretty much all I have for our reunion episode of Podcast Gibraltar. Uh, we're gonna keep working on it. Everybody, uh, hit us up. We uh, we have the at Pod Gibraltar Twitter page. Um, check that out. Uh, Dustin, where can you be found if people want to find you and if you wish to be found as well? Any anywhere with the podcast, basically. I'm not too big on social media. I don't really do the whole Twitter thing. Anything that has to do with our podcast, you can find me there. I uh, Yeah, yeah, you're really not into that. I think I'll send you Snapchats and then have to text you to check your Snapchat. So <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bowen? I'm a cowboy. <laughs> on a steel horse I ride. So, Bowen, you can contact So, me you can podcast. find me on Twitter. At, no, I'm, I'm also not ar- around. So, you can't. <laughs> am I am I the only one with a Facebook or anything anymore? God, I don't want to be found. <laughs> As for me, I guess, I, I'm on everything. God, I'm like a 15-year-old girl. Uh, What's your Insta? Make you feel like one. I think my, my Instagram is just my name. Uh, check me out on Twitter, at Jason Wessling. It's uh, better, f- find us at Pod Gibraltar. I do want to thank Jeff Van Guren. He made our theme song. Uh, which is amazing. I love. I, I was telling somebody the other day. It's cool to say I have a theme song, so that's cool. Uh, Maggie, help, uh, my girlfriend, help us get this all set up. She, uh, we are working on her computer and kicking her out of her own office. I don't know what she's doing, but I'm sure she's wondering what's taking us so long. Uh, so right. thanks for that. And other than that, anything else, guys? 
Big thank you to Squarespace. Squarespace is how you build intuitive design into a website. Uh, you can really help. Well, uh, no. well, no, no, no. That was just a personal shout out. No, I'm a Oasis fan the, Taxi is sponsoring this no, I'm, episode. I'm a fan of the product, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't want- like an ad or anything. I just want to say it's just intuitive design. And right now, if you do the offer code, Podcast Gibraltar, you can get 10% like, off on your new... Squarespace Beautiful website at Squarespace. Just plug Mercedes and Coca-Cola while you're at it. They don't need our help. Dot com. (laughs) All right. Love you. Bye. Oh, let's break it down.